0: On into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show and holy smokes, BYU basketball lights it up at Lahaina Civic Center out there in Maui as they take down the UCLA Bruins with a hot, hot shooting night. We'll break that down as well as preview BYU semifinal matchup in the Maui Invitational against number four Kansas on today's podcast. We'll also let you hear a little bit from Kalani Sitake and his weekly press conference yesterday, some of the highlights from that, as well as catch up with former Cougars in the pros, both in the, on the football field, as well as on the hardwoods internationally. So a lot to get to on today's edition of the show, all brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union. We'll tell you about them here in just a little bit, but can't thank them enough for their continued support as our title sponsor here on Locked On Cougars. It's the rundown for today's show, and let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars for November 26th, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on your daily podcast, focused on the BYU Cougars. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all things BYU news each and every day. And can't thank you guys enough for downloading the show and supporting this podcast. It's a blast to be with you. Let's start off on the hardwoods. BYU basketball last night. Well, as you heard in the open right there, if you recognize any of those bits, those come from one of the greatest video games of of all time NBA Jam I grew up as an NBA Jam aficionado outside of NCAA football the video game series NBA Jam is probably my second favorite video game of all time I'm not a huge gamer to begin with but I absolutely love NBA Jam and I figured with what BYU did last night the open right there we could have some fun with it and they absolutely were on fire and man from downtown BYU lit it up as they beat UCLA 78 to 63 I was very impressed with BYU honestly I, I felt like this was a game going into it BYU is gonna be hard-pressed to win this game they have to shoot it an incredible clip to win this game and shoot it an incredible clip they did for the game BYU shot a sizzling 62 percent 50 percent from three-point range nine of 18 and they used two big runs in the second half to pull away and win this game the second half half. I thought the UCLA was a formidable challenge for BYU, and the Cougars countered everything that UCLA had in terms of the size advantage by just shooting outside and slashing to the basket and scoring. Uh, Colby Lee had 13 points in this game. I thought he was important in the middle for BYU. He was 6 of 7 from the field, a very efficient night for himself. He only had two rebounds, added two steals. That was impressive. And for another important stat, BYU as a team avoided foul trouble once again. The most fouls on the team belonged to Al. Barcello and Zach Sellius who ended the game with three each so it was a fairly clean game in terms of foul trouble for BYU Zach Sellius impressed off the bench nine points and 11 rebounds lead by BYU in the rebounding department playing 23 minutes Jake Toulson led the way for the Cougars with 20 points overall he was eight of 14 from the field three of seven from beyond the arc and like I said, just a truly impressive showing for the BYU Cougars. They used their shooting to kind of balance out the fact that they lacked size on the interior against UCLA. And I'm not trying to say UCLA didn't play well. They shot 45.5% from the field in this game. 35.7% from three was the key difference in this. BYU makes nine three-pointers. UCLA only makes five. BYU wins by 15 points after shooting 62% to 45%. You can't argue with that. There are nights, and any of you that have played basketball at any competitive level, regardless of it's church ball, high school, college, even the pro game, there are nights that your defense can show up and play extremely well, but the offense is better. They're making shots; they can't miss. If you if you'll use that expression, and that's exactly what BYU did last night. And I'm very impressed. Very impressed as the Cougars moved to four and two on the season. Now just three games remain before Yoli Childs can rejoin this lineup, and I'm not going to lie. With how BYU is playing right now, when Yoli Childs rejoins this team, this is very much going to be a formidable team, I feel like. I feel like they are off to a, ho- a solid start. A win at Houston, now a neutral site win over UCLA and an opportunity tonight to face off against the number 4 team in the country, in the Kansas Jayhawks. There's a big opportunity staring BYU in the face here as they make to the semifinals the winner's bracket of the Maui Gym at Maui Invitation over just the second time in program history so congratulations first off to BYU on the win now you got to get get to work because Kansas, they're another level of athlete for BYU to face off against tonight at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Time, 5.30, Mount, uh, 530 Hawaii time there in Maui. But BYU, they're going to have to shoot it well again tonight to win this game, I feel like. I think you're going to have to avoid foul trouble once again. That's going to be a key for BYU regardless of opponent, I feel like. They have guys on the bench for extended periods of time due to foul trouble they're going to struggle but Kansas one of the blue bloods in college basketball Bill Self has just been otherworldly in terms of recruiting top talent and the Jayhawks They're not going to be an easy team to beat, honestly. They absolutely crushed Chaminade yesterday. Devin Dotson is their leading scorer on the season. He averages 18.8 points per game in just over 33 minutes per game. Uduku Azabike, I hope I pronounced that correctly, he is going to be a problem for BYU tonight. Listed at 7 feet, 270 pounds, he's a native of Delta, Nigeria. And the senior, He is going to be a load for BYU to contain in the middle. He is currently on the season, Kansas is second leading score, plays just over 25 minutes a game, averaging 13 points, just over 13 points and 8 rebounds a game, and he is going to be the biggest issue, I feel like, for BYU in this game, because you can guarantee that uh, UCLA learned, okay, BYU can shoot it from the outside, Well, Kansas, I'm sure, was scouting that game, saw that BYU can shoot, was slashing to the basket. But they're going to just attack inside. I feel like UCLA, they shot 50% for the first half. They used their size advantage in the first half. And credit to BYU for using their hot shooting to overcome the size disadvantage they had against UCLA. But tonight, it's another it's another tough matchup against Kansas. I will give credit to BYU. Winning at least one game in the quarterfinals. Advancing to the winner's bracket. The semifinals of the Maui Jim Maui Invitational. That's Tip of the cap, honestly. I'm very impressed with that. <clears throat> but tonight, gonna be a tough, tough ask for BYU to upset Kansas. They pull it off. Holy smokes, we're talking about a team that very much could be in the running to make the NCAA tournament barring them having catastrophic injuries the rest of the season. But you win a game like this, that's just a massive feather in your cap in terms of an at-large bid. And it'll be interesting to see how they play tonight. 8.30 p.m. Mountain Time on ESPN. Dan Schulman and Jay Bielis on the call tonight after Bill Walton and Dave Pash were having a great time last night. I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm a fan of Bill Walton. I think his randomness is a lot of fun. I know a lot of people don't like Bill Walton as an announcer. I enjoy it. I think it breaks up some of the monotony that we get from college basketball at times. He's not afraid to speak his mind. I think he's a lot of fun. So tonight you get Jay Beelis and Dan Schulman calling the game on ESPN. It's a big opportunity for BYU to be playing in prime time on the mothership. So... We'll see how they do tonight. So Devin Dotson, a guy you need to to, to to cool off if at all possible. His backcourt running mate Isaiah Moss for the Jayhawks, averaging 11 points in just over 19 minutes of action. And I, like I said, Uduko as a BK in the middle there, absolutely going to be a load for BYU to stop that. And I feel like uh, Kansas, this is just a team that. They're always talented, always. You see them on national television all year long. They always seemingly get a one or a two seed in the NCAA tournament come March. And there is going to be plenty of opportunity for BYU to put a feather in their cap. But I just feel like UCLA, good opponent. Kansas, elite opponent. Can BYU move up and beat an elite opponent, beat one of the top five teams in the country? We'll find out tonight. It'll be a tough ask. I don't expect them to. I think they'll battle. And if they shoot well again, if they shoot like they did last night, they're going to be in every game they play in Maui because if you shoot 62% from the field, you're going to be in most games. But we'll see how it shakes out for the Cougars tonight as they face off against Kansas and wishing them nothing but the best of luck as they try to take down the number four Jayhawks there at the Lahaina Civic Center. Alright, we'll switch gears and talk BYU football here in a minute, catch up with some of the highlights of Kalani Sitake's weekly press conference yesterday. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys to treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LockedOn. Once again, promo code locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. If you're listening to the go on, if you're listening on the go right now and you can't visit DoorDash right Right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash
1: offers. This Locked On podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients.
0: All right, guys, Kalani Satake held his final regular season press conference of the year yesterday in Provo, and it's wild to think we are 14 weeks into the season. It felt like it just started yesterday. It's been a mad dash since the beginning of August when fall camp began. You can ask my wife. She actually kind of sees the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm not around a lot during football season, but crazy to think that we're already at the end of the regular season for the Cougars. But Kalani Satake had some interesting comments yesterday during his press conference. We'll start off. Uh, talking about what he expects to see in terms of the running backs this week, who he expects to win the starting job, and if it will be determined in practice or if it's already been preset.
2: It's always going to be during the week. Everyone has to compete, and that's from every position. And and then we'll see who wins the spot. So between him and Tyler and Lopini, we'll we'll see. We may have to use all three of them like we did this last time. We'll see how it goes and how the health of Soup and others come along.
0: There you go. Jackson McChesney, Lopini Katoa, and Tyler Algier will be competing for the Starting quarter, starting quarterback job, starting running back job this week for BYU as they head into San Diego State. Getting a guy like Emmanuel Supa back healthy at some point would be positive, but everything I'm hearing in regards to Emmanuel Supa is his foot injury, his toe injury is more severe than originally feared, and he might be done for the rest of the season, even the bowl game. I hope that's not true. I hope he's able to get back on the field because he's had overall a pretty disappointing senior campaign as a graduate transfer to BYU, but we'll see how it shakes out for him. And obviously, I feel like a guy like Jackson McChesney gained some very valuable experience for the Cougars uh, facing off against UMass last week. One thing that that Kalani Sitake really liked about that second half when he played a lot of reserves was that UMass kept their starters in the game and absolutely tried to fight their way back into the game. So it gave BYU reserve reserve players, a lot of reps they wouldn't see otherwise because a lot of teams would have played reserves against them. On senior day, UMass refused to do just that.
2: They're doing the regular offense. So that's stuff that is really valuable for our guys to go through. It's just you can't simulate that in practice. Now that it's out there and it's on film, you know we're going to make some corrections. A lot of the guys are watching the film on the flight home, and so they, they saw it for themselves, but it's a really good opportunity for us to, to get better and get our depth better and get them game ready.
0: So there you go. BYU getting a lot of Reserve action. And I can tell you this much. In talking with some people around the program yesterday, Kalani Sitake. This just kind of should show you guys what Kalani Sitake is all about right now as the head coach of BYU. He's all about accountability and making sure guys are doing the right thing as they are asked to. And talking with some people around the program yesterday, Kalani Sitake was as fired up about the 24 points that UMass scored in the second half of that game as he has been at any point this year. Uh, I I heard that in position meetings, he was absolutely letting the defense have it, understanding that uh, the reserves, obviously he felt like didn't practice the right way or didn't pick up what the starters had picked up because BYU in the first half, they pitched a shutout. It was 49-0, It was over at halftime. Let's be real about that. But Kalani Satake was bugged that his reserve players, especially on defense, didn't come out with the same intensity, the same focus, the same desire that his starters had as they gave up those 24 points in the second half. So Kalani Satake was as fired up this week or yesterday during position meetings and team meetings as he has been at any point this year from what I heard from talking with sources around the program. And that should show you what Kalani Satake is all about this year. He's kicking butt and taking names. And he's not about to let guys slack off, even if it's a game like UMass where BYU runs out to a huge lead and just runs away from a team. He wants his guys locked in from the start and locked in for the entirety of a, of the game. And actually, if you're a BYU fan, that should be music to your ears because that's what a lot of people have been harping on Kalani Sitake in the past by his so-called lackadaisical uh, handling of the program. It's no longer that way let's get some other thoughts here from Kalani Satake real quick he talked a lot about San Diego State BYU's opponent this week it opened up as a pick 'em in terms of you pick the team and put the money on them there's no money line on this game currently and they're expecting a pretty low scoring game the over or under at 39 and a half points they're expecting a grinded out affair and BYU is going to have their work cut out for them San Diego State is very stout on defense as Kalani Satake surmised yesterday
2: Rocky Long is a good coach. He's been around, and, and he's coordinated some great defenses, and he's been head coach of some great defenses, and so has tons of experience. I look at like coaching staff; they have a lot of experience on their coaching staff. Guys have been head coaches and have been a lot of different places, so experience-wise, they you can tell they're well coached, and you can tell that they're tough, and they they take the same personality that Rocky Long has, and we expect their best shot. Said every week, we just got to make sure they get ours as well. So it'll be a, a fun opportunity for us to empty our ta- our tanks and just worry about this game and finish it off the right way
0: Rocky Long is a cantankerous dude I made some inflammatory comments a few weeks ago about not wanting to schedule BYU etc but alas it's the Aztecs and the Cougars this Saturday Rocky Long's defense is elite they're a top top five defense nationally. They have not allowed a thousand rushing yards on the season. They're absolutely stingy, just like you would expect Rocky Long to be. But his offense, on the other hand, has issues scoring the ball. Here's what Kalani Sitake expects to see from San Diego State on offense.
2: Yeah, they're a tough running team. I mean, uh, I think they've had, since Rocky's been there, they put some NFL running backs in there, so that they have a great scheme, and uh, I think they want to run the ball. That's what they want to do, and we've had some issues with it in the past, and we're looking forward to seeing how we match up this weekend against a, a power, and they're, they're a power run team. They, they'll do a lot of power and counter and things that are downhill, and so uh, yeah, I think there's going to be a good challenge for our guys and hope our D-line's ready for it, and I think they will be.
0: The reputation for San Diego State is that power run game that you heard Kalani Sitake reference, but this year San Diego State has had issues running the ball consistently. When they have run the ball consistently, they've won games. They're 8-3 and three on the season. They're a very good program. They're a winning program, there is no doubt, but they've had their issues running the ball consistently at points this year, and their quarterback Ryan Agnew. I've watched a fair amount of San Diego State and my other radio responsibilities covering Utah State and the like. And I have to tell you guys, this guy is a gambler. That's the easiest way to say it as a quarterback. He's not afraid to sling the ball into tight spots, expecting he can make the throw. I think BYU, who is currently second in the country with 15 interceptions on the year, they have a chance to pick off a couple of passes in this game. And I think turnovers, turnover margin in this type of a game will loom extremely large in BYU's chances of either winning or losing this game. And they need to make sure they take advantage, if at all possible, on any opportunity to turn the ball over and get it back for their offense Um, one final thing from Kalani Sitake is BYU has a chance to go for 8 wins here, be on a 6 game win streak heading into bowl season well Kalani Sitake, he's not thinking even about that, he's thinking about one thing and one thing only
2: you know, I'm just not thinking about that right now. We're just thinking about the chance to play another game. I don't think our guys really worry about the record as much as how well they're playing right now, and that's it's a lot of fun. The guys are growing and getting better, and we're, we're able to do it with some wins in our pocket, you know. So I think we are just focused on this one being the last game of the year and just praise our guys for, for giving them an, another opportunity to play together. But I'm really looking forward to this week and having gratitude this week. It just makes sense that we're in a great spot and just keep playing.
0: There you go, Kalani Sitake. And now looking at that eight wins, he doesn't doesn't care about that he cares about this week and this week only and that kind of goes back to that comment I made about him ripping into his defense about their lackadaisical effort in the second half against UMass He wants accountability. He wants his team locked in, and I think if you're a BYU fan, like I said, that should be music to your ears. He is focused on one game at a time. I think BYU, they're my favorite in this game against San Diego State. Hoping to have uh, Trone Johnson on once again from Aztec Breakdown at some point this week to talk about the Aztecs football program, but I would expect that BYU, and just my thought is, I think BYU is the favorite going into this game. They're on a roll here. San Diego State is a good program in their own right. They've won eight games this season that you don't win eight games just rolling out of bed in college football but I'm picking BYU at this point in the week. We'll break that down more as the week progresses, but I think that the Cougars have a big opportunity to go out and show something in this game. So there you go. Some of the highlights from Kalani Sitake's press conference yesterday. We'll get some more bites from guys like Zach Wilson as well as some one-on-ones I get today during practice or after practice at BYU as well throughout the week. Stay tuned right here on Locked on Cougars. Let's catch up with former Cougars and the pros here in just a moment. Before we do that though, a reminder for you guys the Deseret First Credit Union is our title sponsor here on Locked On Cougars and we are proud to have them on board with the podcast. Desert First Credit Union of course shares a faith-based bond with its members, but they also celebrate the unique goals and passions of their individual members. They're asking everybody in all of their ad campaigns right now, what is your why? Whatever that why might be, have you thought about refinancing your home loan to save some money and help fund your passion project? A lot of you're thinking, "Okay, I don't want to go through the refinancing process. I have to reset the clock. I've got Got a lot of paperwork. I have to go through all the different things. I can tell you guys right now, I'm currently in the process, and it's actually been a relatively painless process. Sure, you have to submit some paperwork, you had to go sign some paperwork to close out the loan, etc. But overall, it's been actually a pretty good experience, all things considered. And with rates still low right now, guys, rates are in the threes, they're near historic lows still. It's a great time to consider refinancing your mortgage. With no cost refinancing from Deseret first, you can get yourself locked into that low rate for absolutely. Absolutely nothing and save yourself potentially, and listen to this, up to hundreds of dollars a month. You heard me right. Hundreds of dollars a month potentially. By refinancing your home loan with Deseret First Credit Union and a no-cost refinance. Check it out, guys. The Deseret First Credit Union mortgage team will work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation. Give them a call, 801-456-7070, or visit dfcu.com to apply in five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why, we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC, terms and conditions apply, equal housing lender. All right, guys, three games to keep in mind tonight if you're looking for BYU in action. Let's start off early this morning at 11 a.m. at Matinee Affairs. Women's basketball, BYU women's basketball faces off against in-state rival Utah State at the Marriott Center. Uh, It'll be televised on BYU TV and also streamed online on the BYU TV app. If you're looking for something to do around midday, take an extended lunch break and go watch the women's basketball team in action against the Aggies. That's at 11 a.m. at the Marriott Center. Like I mentioned, BYU men's basketball in action Tonight against number four Kansas 8.30 p.m. Mountain Time on ESPN and of course radio broadcast on the BYU Sports Network and then finally BYU Women's Volleyball number 13 in the country they're facing off against Pepperdine on Senior Night tonight at the Smith Fieldhouse 8 o'clock Mountain Time a game will be televised on ESPNU so two BYU programs on the ESPN family of networks as well as BYU Women's Basketball on on BYU TV today so an opportunity to support all three BYU sports programs in action tonight. We'll have a full recap for you of those tomorrow. All right, before we go today, wanted to run down how former Cougars and the pros performed this past weekend. Let's start off with Sunday. Fred Warner and Jamal Williams squared off head-to-head as the San Francisco 49ers faced off against the Green Bay Packers. And if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I'm a big 49ers fan. I was very I enjoyed very much the demolition of the Packers 37-8 San Francisco winning that game and remaining Atop the NFC. Fred Warner absolutely lit it up. 11 solo tackles, two tackles for loss, and also a strip sack on San Francisco's first touchdown. Well, it led to San Francisco's first touchdown. Huge, huge game for Fred Warner. He's headed to the Pro Bowl. Mark my words, he is going to go to the Pro Bowl. He's got 81 total tackles on the season, 63 of them solo. I really feel like he's on his way to his first Pro Bowl appearance, and I'm telling you, Fred Warner, he's an emerging superstar in the NFL. Jamal Williams on the other end of that, carried the ball 11 times for 45 yards, also tied his career high with seven receptions in a game for 35 yards, so congratulations on a solid outing for Jamal Williams despite the loss. Ziggy Ansah had his best game of the season to date as the Seattle Seahawks beat the Philadelphia Eagles 17-9. to He had four tackles, one and a half sacks, and a forced fumble. This is is what kind of disruptor Ansah can be, Ziggy can be, when he's at his best. He's dealt with multiple injuries throughout his NFL career, but awesome to see him finally breaking out for the Seattle Seahawks. Congratulations to him. Kyle Van Noy lit it up once again as the New England Patriots beat the Dallas Cowboys 13-9. Tripping calls aside. In the win, he had five tackles, four of them solo and a tackle for loss. Congratulations to Van Noy. KVN having another big showing for the Patriots. Sione Takitaki tied his career high in tackles for the third time this season in a reserve role for the Cleveland Browns as they beat the Miami Dolphins 41-24. to Takitaki had two tackles in that game. He's got nine tackles on the season playing largely special teams and very limited snaps on defense. And Then finally, Harvey Longy had one solo tackle as the New York Jets hammered the Oakland Raiders 34-3. to Longy's up to 13 total tackles on the season playing largely kind of, he bounces back and fourth, either to start or uh, in a reserve role at linebacker for the Jets, but all things considered, Harvey's still on the active roster 11 games into the season, and that's a fantastic thing if you're a Jets fan. It's awesome to see if you're a BYU fan as well, because Harvey's been nothing but a great ambassador for the Cougars. A couple of notes on the hardwood internationally. Congratulations to Eric Mika. He had a great start to the NBA G League season for the Stockton Kings after spending training camp with the Sacramento Kings. He was averaging 19 points seven points on 54% shooting from the floor long to go with 16 rebounds, 3.2 assists and one block and 37 minutes of action nightly for the Stockton Kings. Well, he was rewarded by going overseas to play for the Xinjiang flying tigers of Chinese basketball association over there in China. Best of luck to Eric Meek as he makes the trip overseas. Obviously, Jimmer Fredette parlayed that into a big uh, contract with Panathinaikos in the in the Euro League. We'll see how it goes for Eric Meek, congratulations to him on that new contract over there in China. And then finally, Brandon Davies had a nice showing as FC Barcelona came from behind a knockoff. UCAM, Murcia, 87-83. Davies in the game had 13 points on 60% shooting from the floor and a perfect 7-7 of 7 from the free throw line. He added three rebounds, two blocks, a steal, and an assist in just under 17 minutes of action. So, So pretty efficient outing for Brandon Davies. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. And oh, one thing, thanks to uh, Jay Money Sports, uh, they do, he does a great job, uh, speaking of Jay Yeomans does a great job covering former Cougars and the pros, particularly on the basketball side. That's where I get my notes on guys like Eric Mika and Brandon Davies. He does a bang-up job covering the Cougars that way, and thanks to him for letting us use that here on Locked on Cougars. All right, that'll do it for today. Thanks again for joining us. Today's podcast has been brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First credit union. Please follow the show on social media Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Locked On Cougars. Also, check out my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. Follow along there for all of my insights on games and everything else I think of in the world. Also, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. We're available. This podcast is available everywhere podcasts can be downloaded Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Podcast Ad, Podcast podcast addict excuse me if i can get that out of my out of my fat little mouth here but Please subscribe, rate, and review on whatever podcatcher you prefer to use. Give us that favorable star rating. It really does help get the word out about the podcast outside of word of mouth. I know you guys have done a great job letting people know about this podcast, but I want to encourage you guys to give us those star ratings and those reviews because those are very much worth their weight in podcast gold. Alright, thanks again for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. We'll be back tomorrow. Getting you ready for BYU in the remainder of the Maui Jim Maui Invitational. They beat Kansas. They're on to the championship Round. If they lose, they're into the loser's bracket. But all things considered, I think it's already been a pretty successful trip over to Maui for BYU with that win over UCLA. We'll also have plenty of BYU football talk for you as well on tomorrow's edition of the podcast. Enjoy whatever's left of your Tuesday. We'll talk to you soon. This has been Locked On Cougars for November 26th, 2019.